everyone and welcome back to the Unblemished Podcast. This is our seventh episode and I'm so excited for today's episode. For those of you tuning in maybe for the first time, Unblemished is a platform for Christian women to share their insecurities and struggles and through the immense vulnerability of storytelling find lasting freedom in our creator. But today is a little bit of a different conversation as today we're going to be talking to the first man on the podcast and kind of talking about Christian men's role in Unblemished. I remember one of the first questions I got when I started Unblemished was from some guy and he was like, so is it only for women? And that was interesting because I hadn't really like thought about that. But I think that there is an intersection and a role that men can play in the work of Unblemished and kind of just having that conversation of what the relationship of Christian men and women in each other's faith looks like. So I'm super excited for today's podcast. We have my friend Layton on today. Layton, how are you doing today? I am great. Honored to be the first guy on this podcast. I'm happy to be here. Yes, really making big moves. Um, So Layton, just to get started, maybe just share what's your connection to Unblemished. And I'd really be interested to hear what does Unblemished mean to you? Yeah. No, that's a really good question. Well, my connection, of course, is you. Uh, I was very happy to uh, have heard about and uh, and kind of been a part of your unblemished journey um, from early on. Um, and I've so enjoyed reading the stories and listening to the podcast um, that Unblemished has put out. Um, and yeah, I'd say what it means to me is, uh, as we'll talk about later, I really think it's so important for for guys and for Christian men to to be able to listen to stories of Christian women um, and really understand uh, more deeply their struggles and hear their stories. Um, and so Unblemished just provides a great opportunity for me. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And that really leads into the next question, which you were kind of touching on. But what do you think is the role of Christian men as relates to women and their insecurities, struggles, etc.? And like with that, like practical things right. men can be doing, should be doing, those kind of things. Yeah, I would say number one uh, is just listening, have an open mind and an open heart. Um, and the first thing to do is to listen, not to offer advice, yeah. not to try to like tell you what we think is going on or what you should do, but just first and foremost, listen, um, take it in, take it to heart, um, and, and want to hear stories, uh, from Christian women. Mm, that's good. I think it's hard when you like, just in general, even I have this, like we want to fix things and like you just want to fix the person's problem. And I know I would have this with my brother when I would just like vent about issues and he'd want to like fix everything. And it's like, I just want you to listen right now. And even, you know, so that kind of is a microcosm. And it's a good, uh, it's a good thing to to try to help and to want to help. Um, But it's a, to to even begin to do that, it's important to listen um, and to understand what's really going on. Yeah. And I think one of the words that I want to talk about that we kind of hear in these conversations is like empowerment, Mm -hmm. you know, and so like how Christian men like can empower women. And so like when you hear that, like, what does that mean to you? That's a good question. I would say, um, again, it means not, not, um, never belittling any, any kind of insecurity or struggle that a woman is going through, never thinking, oh, okay, this is an easy fix or there's some kind of problem going on. Um, but, but always understanding this is um, serious and it's a struggle um, and and to give you know a Christian woman um, or any woman who's struggling with uh, with anything like an insecurity your full um, attention and your full heart um, going into it 
Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I can say, as a person who is a friend with you, you do an excellent job of that, so I'm really grateful for you. Um, but I did kind of also want to switch the conversation to talking about Christian men, you know, and, like, their struggles, because yeah. I think it's stupid to think men don't have insecurities and struggles. Right. So as you look at the Christian body today, what do you think are the biggest issues concerning men in the church? And I also kind of want to talk about what Christian women can be doing better for men, you know? Yeah. Um, that's a that's a good question. I feel like, um, you know, as I've read uh, unblemished articles and listened to your podcasts, I've I've seen a lot of struggles um, from Christian women, and I say, oh wow, that's that's uh, that's applicable not just to women but to men as well. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's things like um, body image uh, insecurities um, or issues of anxiety or depression, there are things that um, are definitely definitely prevalent. Um, in men and in Christian men, um, and insecurities like that. So I think it's very important for um, women to also always remember and know that, um, that that's happening there too, behind the scenes. And to kind of going along with that, um, I have seen in my own life and in other uh, Christian men's life, it's very hard or difficult to be vulnerable, mm. um, especially with other Christian men. There's always a kind of, you know, if I'm in a CG or with a group of my friends, it's often uh, you want to present a very strong, um, and not very vulnerable um, mm. kind of image, but um, it's important as Christian men that we um, are able to be vulnerable, and I think it's important uh, for Christian women to, to be able to, um, you know, provide that kind of vulnerability and uh, yeah. or, or, or help us in that journey. Mm, yeah, like just encourage exactly. vulnerability. Exactly. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I think the thing about like unblemished is, mm-hmm. I mean, we're sharing people's stories, and that's what makes them unique, and everyone right. is unique. But at the same time, it's all the human struggle. Exactly. And like, yeah, just the fact that men don't really have a space to say, well, I have an eating disorder, right. and like, I right. struggle with this too. It's just not very common, right. you know? Exactly. So that's so good. I also like. So from an outsider, obviously you're not a Christian woman, but as you look at Christian women, what do you see as being like the biggest issues concerning women? And I mean, obviously you've read Unblemished and seen what people struggle with, but kind of as like a more general question, you know? Right. I would say that yes, Unblemished has reflected um, what I have seen in in my life uh, among Christian women. And there's often, especially in this day and age, um, with social media and all kinds of... uh, um, different avenues for our minds to kind of see other people and see their lives. Um, there's lots of, you know, there can be, it's very easy to compare yourself um, to, you know, who you see on Instagram or what you see in the, the media. And that can be very, very hard. Um, I, I've noticed, I think it is especially hard for women. I, you know, men so much don't have that, um, uh, that kind of always constantly being bombarded with what, what's the perfect body type or what's the perfect this or that or that that you need to have. Mm. Um, and so I think it's important maybe, so you're asking what can men do to help that? Um, it would maybe be, um, to not, um, encourage those, um, those stereotypes or those kinds of, um, ideal body types, Mm. if that makes sense, uh, to not kind of feed into that, um, to that environment of Mm. comparison, um, and to not encourage it, but to rather, you know, actively speak against it. Yeah, it's like there's a weird contrast of like, I think, like, 
I don't know how to say this. Like, I feel like, you know, you hear the whole thing, boys will be boys. And like, right. you're, I think even in the Christian church, you're continually, like, I've been told this, like, men are different. Like, we need to be so modest because men can't control mm, their right. thoughts and impulses right. when they see right. a woman. And like, that's even said in the Christian church. You know, right. it's not just like secular men. It's like yeah. Christian boys won't right. be able to control their yes. thoughts. And so then I think, yeah. And I think like women then so much focus on the outside because mm. they're like, that's what guys are seeing. Right. But then men maybe feel more of an inward, like, right. oh, I can't be vulnerable because there's these stereotypes mm. of like, I'm supposed to be a strong right. man. Yeah. So it's just like that's those stereotypes are very, yeah, yeah, hard. But yeah, definitely it's like weird thinking about how that narrative has been even said in the church, you oh, know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So one of the questions, like, here we are talking, but what are the spaces of dialogue that men and women can have about these conversations? And, like, what is the importance of dialogue as we navigate our faith and insecurities and all of that? No, that's good. I think, and I know that you would agree, the dialogue is the um, maybe the most important thing that you can do, you know, to, to try to change things and try to, uh, you know, enact change with these issues. I would say, um, of course, you know, things like this, uh, whether it's just reading Unblemished or, or other kinds of, you know, hearing uh, our Christian sisters' stories um, and engaging with them and, and, and coming again, like I said earlier, kind of with an open heart and an open mind um, to want to learn, not necessarily to, to try to tell someone what to do, but really to try to learn. Um, and, I, you know, it's always good to get plugged in with, uh, with some kind of group of uh Christian friends um, and colleagues that you can um, really be vulnerable with for both guys and girls. I know that a lot of churches um, have co-ed kind of uh, community type groups. Some are some are separated, but it's important to if you're in a kind of separated group to keep in mind um, that there that there's dialogue to be had with women. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. It's kind of like I don't know, and I don't even like know where to begin with this because I don't have all the answers. Because right. I think there is ideas of like men and women need to be separate, and the only right. like very intimate conversations you should be having are with like your future like right, right. person your right. husband whatever and I don't really know because I think there are definitely special things intimate things shared in that relationship that yeah. aren't shared in others but I also think we've built kind of like a toxic like mm. well I can't have men friends without liking them like no, I feel like right. growing up as a woman it was like if I had a guy that was a friend yes. they were supposed to be my husband right, like you know right. what I mean You're like where did that come from you know like, right and it's like why can't I share my insecurities exactly. with this guy like aren't we supposed to be in the Christian body like they're my brother and sister in Christ exactly even if I marry them they're still my brother and sister in Christ exactly. which sounds weird but like <laughs> no no it's totally understandable I, I agree yeah, so it's just interesting like yeah. I think there are so many things the church teaches that are just mm. very I don't know. Like, when I think about things you're told in, like, youth group, or just these right. things from a young age you just took as normal, and right. then you're like, wait, why am I so awkward around every guy I meet because exactly. I'm not <laughs> and we have the, him as a husband. Right. And we have the ability to kind of be that change that we want to see, you know, in our own mm. in our own communities and in our own social circles and everything. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for sharing that. And um, I know that we've both, like, benefited from our conversations about faith. Oh, yeah. And, like, our walk with Christ has been so different like Absolutely. actually this is a different question I didn't have prepared mm -hmm. but like how do you think that having such a close relationship with a woman mm -hmm. has impacted your faith like oh, yeah. if it has you know what I mean yeah I would say um definitely going back to what I said earlier about the the um the difficulty of uh Christian men and myself included um to be able to be vulnerable among other Christian men um I think Christian women have a have a unique uh, kind of ability and position to be able to um, kind of 
not have that barrier there, you know, to, the, to kind of not have that, um, you know, because you can have a very mature relationship um, and be vulnerable. Of course, ideally, we'd, we'd be able to be vulnerable among, uh, like, our Christian brothers, like, men uh, being vulnerable with each other, but that, that's often very hard, so I think um, it is a really important space um, and unique space for um, a Christian woman to be able to uh, provide that. Yeah, and I think, like, it's such a good example of, mm-hmm. like, like it just is so good to have a guy's perspective on things and exactly. be like, oh, like, I didn't think about it that way, but it's yes. interesting you see it that way. And I know, Absolutely. like, we have so many good conversations about, like, like, I remember talking to you about, like, what it's actually like to be a woman of, right. like, well, I can't go there at night and I can't right. walk here. And mm-hmm. then I remember, like, because of that, you kind of started changing. Like, you're yeah. like, oh, well, if I just see a woman by herself, I'm going to go another way so she doesn't have that threat. Right. And exactly. I don't know, like, I'm not saying that was just because of me. No, no, but, no, like, but I do think there's things like that that yes. we both have, like, learned to be like, oh, I never thought about Absolutely. it that way. Absolutely. It's always important to get different perspectives, different perspectives from my own and, and to... It, you know, engage a dialogue, just like we were just talking about. Yeah. Well, this also is not something we prepared, but, and I don't want to get too political mm-hmm. on the podcast, <laughs> but I would just like to say we are in a very interesting time. Like, I feel like it's not senseless, but like, you really can't have a conversation without addressing COVID, uh, right. r- racial tensions, yes. all of these things. So as a Christian, mm-hmm. like someone who, this is a platform to yeah. talk to people, like, what do you want mm-hmm. Christians to know or mm-hmm. to here to think about mm. as we're in these conversations you know it's interesting i feel like uh my answer to that is really ties into how i feel about what we've been talking about on the podcast um which is in in these kind of circumstances especially let's say um racial issues um it's 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 very similar in the way that we were talking about um men and women uh kind of not knowing each other's perspectives but, but being able to benefit from having a dialogue mm-hmm. and i feel like maybe um you know, whether a white person, um, it, you know, a white person is, is definitely able to benefit and should uh, actively seek out uh, avenues of dialogue. Um, and again, like I said earlier, um, listen and go in with an open mind um, to these kinds of dialogues instead of saying, oh, I know how to fix racism or, or I know what the cure to coronavirus is or whatever, um, to instead say, okay, I want to learn, right? I want to learn more and I want to hear people's stories about how they've struggled with coronavirus. Um, um, because it's a very real thing that has impacted a lot of people, how they struggled with racism in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, um, or as a woman, how she's dealt with, uh, you know, insecurities or um, her experience in the uh, Christian body. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that's so true. And I mean, I don't think that I could compare, like, you can't directly compare gender to right. race, obviously. But I think there are a lot of lessons that are similar of, yes. like, there's things as a woman that I inherently have to think about everywhere I go exactly. that you don't think about. Right. There are things as a white person I don't have to think about that inherently black people, people of color have to think yes. about. And so I think when you can understand, it's not the same thing, but there is a similar frame of reference Absolutely. and that we learn those things by dialogue. It yes. really just is, opens up a lot of, Absolutely. you know. I agree. Yeah. So lastly, one of the questions I like to ask everyone, if you wanted someone to just take away one thing from this podcast what would you want it to be? Mm. That's a good question. I would say probably, um, well, maybe there's a couple things. One of which, uh, we've touched on it a lot, is just really, uh, whether if you're, I guess, a guy listening to this podcast, um, to just not be afraid to, to, read, to, to read things like Unblemished, listen to the podcast like Unblemished, uh, actively seek out um, stories of um, Christian women um, and, and kind of engage in that 
um, uh, struggle with them and kind of uh, really, really fully understand the issue. Um, and and also just really, I don't even know what I was going to say. Can you cut that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had two things. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll cut it off. Maybe I'll cut it off. I forgot. <laughs> I had something else anyway. So that's the end of what you were trying to say. <laughs> Do I have something else? I might include this in the podcast just because it's really <laughs> funny and it's so humanizing. Oh, I really, I swear I had some, another thing. I had one, two things. And I said, I should have written it down. Oh, well. No, that's <laughs> no, it. okay. I really liked what you said. Well, actually, I did have another question. I know I said that was the last question. Okay. But, okay. and bonus, I probably am just going to include all this in the podcast. Because I just like, you know, no, it's so fine. humanizing. Exactly. Like, and I mean, we're just here out, you know, the Steve Jobs in the garage phase of the podcast. Yes, exactly. Um, But, like, do you wish there was, like, an unblemished mm. for men? Mm. Like, what do you think that lane would look like? Not that I'm not going to start it, but, right. like, yeah. like, what do you, like, do you wish that was a that's thing? Would you partake in it? Like, yeah. what? No, that's a really interesting uh, question. And I, I absolutely think, like, without a doubt, that would be a, um, a beneficial thing and a helpful thing. Like, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that that would be, that would be good. And I haven't really found that. Um, but I think uh, just unblemished as it is, it's important for guys to to um, listen to to get that perspective uh, of Christian women. But yes, um, that, I, I definitely think that would be um, beneficial for Christian men to be able to have that kind of space. But of course, there are, there are other avenues that you can take, and other yeah. you know, if you're willing to be um, vulnerable and willing to kind of engage in dialogue with your Christian brothers, um, there are absolutely avenues to take. Yeah, for sure. That is something interesting to think about, like, because yeah. I, I don't really see that. Like, you yeah. know, I mean, I think there's definitely other things like unblemished out there, but right. there's never really something where I see, like, men really just being, like, super, like, Absolutely. hey, here's what I'm struggling with, yeah. you know? So, wow, something to think about, for sure. No, thank you so much, Leighton, for being on the podcast thank today. You, it was such a joy, just like a good conversation Absolutely. with a pal. And I hope that, like, and I want people to start thinking about these things, but if anything, and hope people are doing it in their own lives. But more than that, I just hope when people listen to this, they see like it's possible to talk to men about these things, yes. and men do have a role to play in unblemished. I think that's really what I wanted people to come away with: of like, men are a part of unblemished Absolutely. too. And I know, like, and I think we all need men to empower women because right. I know, like, and it starts from a young age. Like, I think of my dad a lot, mm. and like my dad was never like I I am a woman I'm the only girl in my family I have two older brothers but I was never really made to feel like oh I couldn't do what my brothers did right. like I couldn't be a part yeah. of their conversations or like right. like I feel like my dad just always yeah. empowered me That's to see so like empowered. you're a, but he also distinctly was like you're a daughter of Christ like right. like he didn't just pretend that my femininity wasn't something oh, yeah. different and I think that's just like a good it's a great way to go about it yeah. yeah like we are different but our strengths are what make us strong exactly Wait, our differences Wait. are what make us strong. Oh, okay. You know what I mean. Our strengths make us our strong, Our strengths too. do make us strong, too. No, but, okay. Thank you so much for Thank being you, Katie. here. Thank you, Thank you so much. It yes. was a joy. Yeah, okay. Until next time. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Unblemished podcast today. I hope you enjoy checking it out and just hearing my conversation with my dear friend, Layton. So grateful he could be on the podcast today. And, yeah, I just hope everyone out there knows that you are beloved you are adored and you have a creator who wants an intimate relationship with you um yeah and until next time